0: Hey there, Wolfpack fans! It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, with my main man Grayson Boone in the building as always. And folks, we are talking Pack Nine. We're talking baseball. This team has dropped yet another ACC series, which I believe takes us to what? 0 and oh and two or 0 and three in terms uh,
1: of oh and three in series, but we're three and six in the ACC.
0: Okay, 0 and three on series, three and six in the ACC. We're gonna talk this series whether or not the level of concern is raising, and a stretch of the schedule coming up that could have people singing a different tune if things go well. Grayson, are you ready to talk some baseball? I'm ready. Let's talk some stickball. All righty. Well, let's do it. Folks, stick around. We got an exciting episode coming to you. And again, we're going to be talking baseball and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You
1: are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So, Grayson, we we go up to Boston College, a Boston College team that is much improved, right, over, over what they have historically been. Um, that. We, we came away with a loss in, in what seemed to be our, a really great opportunity to win our first conference series of the season in, in a game three that was described as words that I cannot say without losing our clean rating, um, but redacting the bed. What What say you, how did this series go down?
1: Uh, okay, so first of all, I want to start off. Uh, this is an improved Boston College team. Uh, it is not the Boston College you've come to expect years past. Typically, whenever we see those guys, you know, this sounds a bit cocky, but you can expect two or three wins out of the series. This year is a different story. They are very much the surprise of the ACC, I would say. Uh, you know, coming into this series against us, they had swept Kennesaw State on the road. Kennesaw state's a strong program that you typically see them somewhere in the NCAA tournament year in and year out. Mm -hmm. They went down to Knoxville and beat Tennessee in a midweek game. That is no easy task at all. Tennessee is a mainstay uh, in the, in the power rankings, the national rankings, and you see them year in year out in the NCAA tournament. And then once ACC play started, you kind of thought, you know, let's see if this Boston college team is for real. Well, I think they've proven themselves not just before we played them, but now after we've played them as well. They won the series on the road at Virginia Tech, at Florida State, and then just beat us two out of three up in Boston. So I think it's safe to say Boston College is for real. In a very Stephen A. Smith voice, however, mm-hmm. there is no excuse for the way that we just blew this series. I give you a Stephen A. What's
0: that? Oh. Solid B-plus on the Stephen A. Smith. Solid B-plus. <laughs> I've been working improved there, but it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty blasphemous. good. Blasphemous. Pretty good. Pretty That's,
1: good. The blasphemous describes uh, the way we finished out this series up in Boston. And I'll get right into it. So game one, we have Logan Whitaker on the mound. He's been our Friday night starter. I have my own personal thoughts on that. We'll touch on that in just a second. But as much as he has struggled in the ACC openers, I thought he looked pretty well. He, he did pretty well in game one at Boston College. He threw oh. six and two-thirds innings, scattered five hits. He had four earned runs. But three of those runs came off of one swing, which is a three-run home run. Outside of that, I thought he was pretty effective. He limited damage where he could. And you got to be able to overcome one mistake like that. And we could not, unfortunately. The offense just could not get anything going outside of Jacob Cozart, who I want to highlight Jacob Cozart because he is having a season that I think not a lot of people have been tuned into quite yet, especially uh, the improvement we've seen from his freshman season last year. I saw NC State Baseball had a, a, a great Instagram post today, kind of a highlight reel for what he's done so far. He's hitting 403, and we are about to roll into April. And a lot of times when we play the the early non-conference series, the numbers get a bit inflated when we're steamrolling teams, we're knocking the ball over the yard. And then once you get into ACC play, you kind of see the numbers slowly trickle down. Jacob Cozart's going the other way. He's going up. And it feels like of recently, he's the only one doing so. Right. And so despite his efforts in game one, we were just not able to push across more than one run. and. I kind of have this, it's not exactly a theory, but it's an observation. We feel a bit snake bitten right now. It's kind of like a push and pull. When the offense provides, we have trouble uh, pitching and defense. When the pitching comes out and shoves, we can't hit. And then the defense is just kind of a wild card all over the place. But it's just, I've seen a lot of people frustrated. I understand the frustration. There's been points where I'm frustrated, but it's just, you can't say you can't stay snake bitten forever. And the game one, when we lost four to one, it just kind of felt like a snake bitten type game. And despite the struggles in game one, you still felt good about our chances in taking the series in game two and three. And I know on Saturday, they ended up getting rained out. uh, So they had to play a double header on Sunday, but just to recap game one is just, just one of those games where you just couldn't muster much of anything. We had multiple runners on no, base wait a
0: minute. And- wait, a minute. wait a minute. Before before we get into the game, the second game of the series here. I I need to talk about something. This is this seems to be the second year where the defense in particular, like even aside from the pitching, just the the defense in particular seems to be a wild card. And that's uncharacteristic a little bit of an Elliott Avon coach team. What what would you attribute that to?
1: It's, I mean, I think, I don't want to call it laziness because I don't feel like that's the answer, but at times it feels like that's the answer. I think maybe you can attribute a little bit to it of guys playing maybe positions they're not fully comfortable in. Um, You know, we've been kind of plugging and playing with the outfielders. We have Trevor Candelaria. He's currently injured. Uh, He'll probably be back sooner than later, but. Uh, Noah souls is the same. He's nursing a hamstring. So we're kind of, kind of mixing and matching. But again, it's just the defense that I've seen recently. There's no excuse. The, the missing, what seems to be easy fly balls in the outfield. You can't mm-hmm. ever have that. Not in non-conference play, not in ACC play ever. You just can't afford small mistakes like that. And it just seems like we've been compounding these types of mistakes in Bad spots when the bullpen really needs to come through and clean up a mess. It feels like one small mistake hurts the most. And it's been frustrating to watch. I mean, especially in these games like game one here, when we're struggling to get anything done offensively, you know, you leave multiple runners on base in the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth innings and are not able to push across more than one run to chip into the Boston college lead. Right. that makes your margin for error on the defensive side so so small
0: and, and you know, i i feel like winning covers over a multitude of sins and it's, it's at the end of the day the things that we talk about contribute to losing but if you do knock over some runs in that seven eighth and ninth right if you clear the bases right if you find a way even if you don't clear the bases if you just drive in two runs per i believe they win that game correct uh, at
1: least, yeah, because it was four to one. But you have you, multiple runners on in the last four, you know, at bats. You have sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. That's all the opportunity you could ask for, and yeah. just just couldn't make it happen. So, not to say the defense was the reason we lost this game. I think ultimately it's just because the offense just couldn't get it done. But that happens sometimes. Like I said, the last episode or two episodes ago, sometimes you just run into a pitcher. He's having a great day. And he just, he gets whatever he wants. And that's kind of how that's kind of how it worked out in game one. Like I said, Whitaker threw a pretty decent game. The bullpen came in, it, I believe it was Highfill and Baker Nelson. They came in behind him. They went uh, 1.2, uh, 1 and 2 thirds inning scoreless, meaning they they cleaned up behind him, They didn't allow anything else to go on and just couldn't capitalize. So as frustrating as that was, you know, like I said, you got to feel good about uh, your chances in taking game two and three. And and leaving Boston with the series because this is a series we desperately needed to have. And transitioning now into Game Two, the team looked like they understood that, and they came out and they took it to them, smoked them in Game Two. I think we finished with 18 hits. That's the most hits we've had in the ACC game, and I think just about two years. Uh, so they it feels like they got the message. We won Game Two by a score of 12 to two uh, on the on the mound. Matt Willitson threw another great game. He's having a great season so far. Uh, I think people kind of get caught up in pitching wins and losses. That's not exactly as a definite stat as some might think because in these games, for example, Logan Whitaker in game one throws a pretty good game. Offense can't do anything, so he gets a loss. And that's happened a couple times to Willitson this year. So he got the win in game two, but he, he has a record of two and three. That's not that's not bad. That's not as bad as it sounds because his ERA is very low. His earned run average is very low. And he again,
0: didn't any run support when he's exactly on the mound? I got you. exactly so.
1: And again, game two here. He Wilson went six innings, scattered five hits. He gave up two runs, but both of them were unearned because of a a, a error. I believe it was to Peyton Green at short an error, and then followed up with a two run home run in the third inning. So both of those are un- unearned. They don't go against Willitson, and it just further proves these, these small mistakes, they will snowball on you so fast at, at any level of baseball, but especially in the ACC. Right. And so you just – you cannot afford the the mental mistakes on defense. You have to be so tight defensively to be able to – maybe counter for a lack of offense or when your bullpen is struggling, you have to be able to keep the fortress fortified. That was a horrible way to phrase that, but you understand what I'm saying.
0: I get you. I get you. We'll, we'll, we'll get into game three. We'll get into game three. Cause I can tell you're passionate about this. I can tell you fired up about this. And I know that if I let you keep going, we would keep going for the full 30 minutes. And I'd be a safe bet to say that you got a mouthful about this team fumbling away this series up in boston but we're going to talk game three right after we talk to you about fan duel america's number one sports book folks the tournament has reached the final four it is time it is the the time to crown a champion for the men's and women's side of the brackets and trust me the reality is simple if you go to uh if you go to fan duel you will have a chance at a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 back. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So, folks, it's a win-win. You either win or you win free bets. Just go to fandorcom slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line, the point spreads, the which team is cutting down the net. All that on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss out on your no sweat first bet of up to one thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today just go to fandor.com locked on to sign up make every moment more with FanDuel. all righty so tell me game three how did it go down how did we lose this series
1: I have the most to say about Game Three because it was the most frustrating. So and that's
0: why I had to cut you out. That's why I had to <laughs> I had to get to break it because I knew you was gonna get into it. But tell us about it.
1: So as I was saying in Game Two, the offense showed up. We we're hitting the ball over the yard, scoring runs, making it happen. Right. And in Game Three, early on, it looked like we were gonna continue that trend. We had a couple key base hits early. We got out front early. I think we were up three uh, zero in the third or fourth inning. And then we had another humongous sixth inning just like we saw in game two Peyton Green came up and hit another home run his team leading eighth home run Jacob Cozart I keep talking about him it's because he keeps showing up he stayed hot he he uh I think he raked in another double two RBI double we went up seven two Mm -hmm. and unfortunately this is the last positive things I have to say about game three so bottom six rolls around Boston College scores two on a very catchable, in my opinion, fly ball to left field. It bounces in front of, I believe it was Trice at the time in left field. Got to have that. Have to have that ball. With runners on base, with a, you know, the bullpen struggles that we've had, you have to do whatever you can to make right. sure that's an out. And he didn't. It bounces. It goes over his head. Two runs score. Immediate momentum shift. To Boston College. And I want to keep in mind that this is with Sam Highfill on the mound coming out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And Highfill, because a lot of people are hearing Highfill and they're getting concerned that he's still coming out of the bullpen. A lot of people like myself are wondering, are we going to see him start games? Yada, yada, yada. He's been one of our best arms out of the bullpen. So he's been kind of caught in no man's land where if you take him out of the bullpen, you're, you're taking one of your most reliable arms in the back half of the game and starting him. Mm-hmm. And so I believe Avent's probably stuck in that right now, and he feels like he can't make a change quite yet. So he's got Highfill on the mound again. He also pitched in Game 2. Got him on the mound again in relief in Game 3. He gives up two on the very catchable, I guess, in the, in the scorebook, it's a base hit to left field. So Boston College closes the lead. And then, lo and behold, here comes a two-run home run from Nick Wayne. Boston College is now down by one. It's seven-six. And from this point on, as a state fan, you could just feel—you could feel yourself dying a slow death. And not to not to kick the Wolfpack when we're down, but Wolfpack fans are accustomed to this across the board in all sports. We know what a slow death feels like, and it instantly felt like one of those. Boston College hits another home run in the bottom of the eighth to tie it up at seven. And at this point, the offense just kind of goes cold when you need it the most. Couldn't get anything done. We end up going into extra innings. We we walk the first two batters, bottom 10. So right off the bat, it's like, okay, now it's a matter of time. Unless we get a miracle here and pull this out, we have shot ourselves in the foot yet again, and we're going to have to see what happens. Next batter, infield single, bases loaded, no outs. And then they in Boston College ends up winning it on a fly ball to right, another very catchable ball, and it's dropped. Game over. Now, I don't want to harp too much on the air in right field because if it's caught, they probably tag up and score the game-winning run anyway. But I just want to reiterate how poor the defense has been. And it's... It's compounding to a point where we're not directly losing games based on defense, but it's such a snowball effect that it makes the bullpen look a lot worse than maybe they have been, but they've been bad. And like I said, it just compounds on you so fast and you will lose ball games before you even realize you've lost ball games. And so yet again, we have dropped another series. This was on the road to Boston college and we started off this episode we're now 0-3 in ACC series thus far. We've pulled out a game in each three of them, so we're 3-6 and in the ACC, but extremely frustrating start, and you feel like we should... We're, we're a lot better than our record would tell you, I believe. Some people would disagree with me because they get frustrated immediately, but I think we're a lot better than our record would tell you, but on the other hand, something has to change. Something right. has to change, whether it's the starting rotation, which I think is a decent place to start, whether it's defensively moving guys around, sticking new guys in the lineup. I want to mention Chase Nixon has been getting more of an opportunity with the injuries to Noah Souls and Trevor Candelaria. I think Chase Nixon is, you know, he's putting up a good case for why he should be a mainstay in the lineup. He had a couple big hits this weekend, but. Something overall, it has to change because we're dropping games. We shouldn't, we should have no business dropping. And if you keep going down that trend, you're going to see this season end exactly like you saw last season end. And we will not be in the NCAA tournament, uh, once June rolls around. So, extremely frustrating weekend. Um, but what are your thoughts, Kent? And I want to hear what you
0: think. You know, I mean, honestly, I'm never a guy that's like, this team is much better than their record after a prolonged period of time. Like, if we've gone three ACC series in and we found a way to lose all three, the snake can only bite you for so long, okay? Like, before, that's just who you are. And trust me, again, I'm a Lions fan, folks. I know when you got a snake-bitten team and when you got a bad team. And I'm not saying that this team is bad, but they need to pull out an ACC series win here soon. If if they're going to, uh, I'll tell you this, it'll no longer be a loud minority if you look at going five, six series in without a win. Like, that's just just not the case. And I'll tell you this, with the schedule they got coming up, it's a very real possibility. Talk to me about this gauntlet that they're going to run through coming up in a few years.
1: They do. So this is the last week of March before we roll into April, and the NC State schedule in April is a gauntlet. And that's no reason to get discouraged because if things go well, this looks extremely good on the resume. And so we're going to start off. We play UNCG today, Tuesday. That's a home game. We last saw them on the road and that was the game. I believe it was like 15 to 13 felt like an ugly football game out in Greensboro. So we're going to, we're gonna have another shot at them. That's the game where you feel like we have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it, it's not, again, it's not going to affect our ACC record, but these midweek games are equally important. Once you get to the end of the year and you stack up your resume against the other teams. But this weekend we have Louisville coming into town. Last time I checked, I believe they're number 11 or 12 in the country. So we have zero time to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. Right. And behind them, I've mentioned this before, we still have to play East Carolina twice. Last time I checked, I think they're number six in the country. They kind of scuffled a little bit early on. They're going to come in and they're going to want to take it to us because we swept them last year. And their team this year could be even better than last. So we got to go on the road to Greenville early April. We got to go on the road to Winston-Salem to see Wake Forest. Guess what? They're ranked number two in the country. ACC baseball is no slouch at all. And, and especially,
0: and, and, go ahead. And I, I just want to say this with like you said with this schedule it's a huge opportunity to show yes. hey we're the real deal we are whoever who who the fans who believe in us say that we are if you win if you come away with three or f- three of the next four series you then you will de facto have beaten some of the top teams in the country so you know i mean it, it, while there is you know i'm not saying i'm hitting the panic button my hand is hovering over it a little bit it's hovering, not gonna lie to you. But if you are to win a majority of these next three to four series, that hand goes completely away. And we know that this team is what they are at that point.
1: Exactly. And you you phrased that perfectly. As uh as frustrating as these first couple of series have been, all the opportunity we could ask for still lies ahead of us. And that is in Louisville, that is in Wake Forest. We have to see Florida State here in Raleigh. They've been kind of struggling, so that feels like maybe that's an opportunity we can take advantage of. We have to have Clemson here in Raleigh. They're kind of all over the place with their program hitting the reboot button with their new coach. So maybe that's that's another example of something we can take advantage of. We're going to have East Carolina here in Raleigh at the end of April. Then we get a non-conference series in uh, the Citadel. Got to make up some ground there with your with your record. And then uh, once May rolls around, you only have a couple more weekends before you hit ACC tournament play. So the opportunity still lies ahead of us. If we want to get to where we want to go, which is the NCAA tournament, it's still there. It's still on the table. It's still able to be taken. But like I was saying, things have to change, and they have to change now. Defensively, the bullpen struggles. More consistent offense, I guess I want to say, in situational – uh, spots, but I've seen each each of those three pillars, offense pitching and defense. I've seen the flashes where if all three things come together, we're a good baseball team right. It's just it's just been that push and pull where you have one but you don't have the other two. You have two, you're without one. the it's been that way so out uh, or throughout the season thus far. but there's still plenty of time. And like you said, I don't believe you should be hitting the panic button quite yet. Maybe glance at it. Maybe read the panic word on it. Don't hit that button yet, though.
0: Well, not Grayson, I heard you still got some eligibility left, man. I, I heard they could use I heard defense was your specialty back when you played club baseball, man. I, I might have to put in a call to Elliot Avon and say, hey, I got a guy. You know what I mean? I got a guy that can sure up that defense a little bit going forward. What you think, man?
1: If they're looking for somebody in the bullpen that can bring some seventy poo, then uh, I, I might be the oh, guy. God.
0: Uh, never mind, never mind, never. Because that is four fifty dead center, folks. That is you. You bring seventy in the ACC, it's going to be an exit below of of ninety. So you know we're not uh, we're not really worried about that. Uh, never mind. I'm going to hang up, Elliot. I'm hanging up. Don't worry, buddy. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is a team that again everything is still right in front of them. It's still early in the season, but you need to win these series. You need to come up with the time to hit and whatnot. We'll be right back after work from our sponsor to land this thing. So again, in closing, I think that what you're what you're getting at here is that there is just a lack of clutch gene in this in this team. That we collapse when there's a lead. When we do come back from big holes like we did in Miami, we just can't. Again, the clutch gene just is not there. To as soon as we tie the game up. Boom, a, a single, uh, a solo shot unties the game for Miami. It it just seems like when we need the clutch play the most, we go into extra innings and immediately two hits or a walk and a hit to have two, on, two runners on base right away. It just seems like for whatever reason, we are as unclutched right now as many people pretend that LeBron James is. <laughs> I mean... You had to throw LeBron in there.
1: I think we've shown elements of having clutch genes. I think we have clutch players. It's just that we will have those big clutch moments, but then we turn around and we're not able to finish. Right. And in the ACC especially, I keep harping on ACC baseball. The the margin for error is so small because all of these teams, with the exception of just a couple, are very good. You saw this against Virginia, Miami. You're going to see Louisville, Wake Forest, North Carolina down the road. These are great teams, and you just cannot afford to mess around and find out. And unfortunately, been doing a little bit too much messing around. So you, just, you have to capitalize when you have clutch moments from Cannon Peebles or Jacob Cozart. Dom Fritton on the mound on Sundays is just a freshman. He's number three nationally in earned run average. Mm-hmm. Every time you have a guy that you can roll out there on Sunday and he's going to hold the other team to virtually nothing, you have to come out with that game. You simply yeah. have to. So just, yeah, just to recap, there's so much time ahead of us. There's so much ground we can still make up, but it's, you got to start this weekend with Louisville here in Raleigh.
0: Absolutely. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. If uh, the as the old saying goes, if it is to be, it's up to me. This is what this Wolfpack team needs to say to themselves. Because if you want to turn this season around, if you want to get it going better, again, I Grayson didn't want to say it, but there was a call out of laziness there. And I'm going to tell you this much. At the end of the day, mental, uh, being locked in mentally and, and doing the little things right, that's between you and you. You know what I'm saying? Like the ability to, you know, if you can't throw 90, you can't throw 90. That's not. Hey, that's incumbent upon the coach to to um figure that out in a better way, right? If you can't hit the ball over the fence a majority of the time, it, it, you know, that's that's on the coach to figure. If we're having drop balls in the uh in the outfield in crucial moments, I mean, what do you want the coach to do? He's putting you in position to win the game. It's incumbent upon you, the player, to go out there and do it. So, you know. We're going to leave it there. But again, Wolfpack Nation, don't hit the panic button. Look at it, maybe. Shine it off a little bit. Shine it off. Don't hit it.
1: I promise. Don't hit it yet. Don't hit it yet. yet.
0: We got some good stuff coming up that this team could make it very clear that we could put the panic button away for darn near the season if these next few weeks or month goes right. So that's just our thoughts there. Thank y'all so very much for coming out. Y'all make this show what it is, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate y'all every single time. Peace and love, y'all, and as always, Go pack. Go pack.
1: You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolf Pack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
0: every day.